tonight on the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. To camp or not to camp? That is the question. Stars. And now, the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. Hey guys, it's another episode of the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. This is episode 43, and it's a two-man show tonight. Uh, I'm sitting here with my bro, Hunter Venable. Haven't seen him since before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, definitely it's missed kinda, you. Kind of a rarity. It's not usually just me and you on this show. You know? I know. I think this is, I think we're breaking new ground right now. This is like a history moment of uh, just Clinton Hunter rocking the, the Delirious Dads podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, Ryan is out uh, putting up Christmas lights, and kids around uh, the Oklahoma area are mistaking him for Santa. That's right. Yep. Dark-haired so, Santa. Yeah. <laughs> well, from a distance, you know, if he's wearing red. Yeah. They might, they might yeah, He think, might be a little chunkier than Santa. Mm, yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> Could you imagine that fall off the roof? Just saying. Mm. Major foundation damage, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for once tonight, maybe I'll get a full sentence out. No, there you go. <laughs> yep. Amen. I'm just playing right. If you're listening to this, we love you. We do. We love you. And hey, you got to make that money. And right now, Christmas lights is where the money is at for Ryan. So uh, priorities, you know. But that's okay, guys. We got a good show uh, planned out. I will be hitting you with some news. Hunter's going to be bringing us some tips and tricks for a uh, popular video game that's out right now. Um, and then I will be hitting us with uh, the freebie farm for the week, or for the month, I should say. So you can see what downloadables you got. That sounds so, good. Yeah. Before we go on, though, how was your uh, Thanksgiving, Clone? Oh, it was good. It was good. Lots of uh, turkey, lots of dressing, you know. Mm. I just went I just went totally off the gluten wagon, just ate every mm. piece of gluten there was you know, out there, but I did make the green bean casserole mm-hmm. and, uh, it turned out very well, Good, very well. Now there was a little bit of a twang. If mm. I don't want as much twang to it, um, would that be the cooking sherry or would that be the Worcestershire? I'd have to, like a sourness to it mm. or what? What's your twang? I almost have to taste it. Cause Parmesan, did you put Parmesan in it? Yeah. Put Parmesan. Yeah, to Parmesan it. can cause a twang if there's too much. Okay. All of those okay. things, and the cooking sherry, you got to really make sure you cook it off. Oh, I see. Mean, I don't think we did that. See, I mean, if it's, ha- cooking, if it's cooking sherry, it technically doesn't have a lot of alcohol in it, or mm-hmm. hardly any, actually, because most have been burnt off. But still, it would be good to kind of simmer that for a little bit, probably. Okay, so we may have uh, we may have pulled the sauce too quick then mm. on that, maybe. It was Drop still really sauce. good. It was still really good, but it did have a little bit of a, a twang to it. I would... I would say like a little bit of a sour bite, maybe. Yeah, it might have been a little too much Worcestershire or uh, the sherry. Yeah. Um, I made a quick version of it for my work, and mm-hmm. I didn't use any sherry or any of that. So I kind of just made my own cream sauce reduction. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it was really good. Mm, I bet. And then, so, it, I don't know about, anybody might not know this, but we went to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I didn't do, well, I say, usually when we go up there, I plan on making a lot of things, and then everybody else makes a lot of things, and there's just way too much food. Mm-hmm. Like, we just eat and eat until we're miserable. So, Natalie's brother had a good idea that we don't cook out of line, and that we don't have a bunch of hors d'oeuvres and snacks until after dinner, which usually we'd have like a spread of cheese board right and all shrimp and all the stuff oh. and we eat all day. And then Thanksgiving dinner comes and we're like, oh, we're not really hungry. Mm. So it really worked out this year. Um, I helped in the kitchen a lot, but I didn't really cook my own things. The only thing I did cook um, that I had planned the recipe for was a bourbon pecan pie. Okay. Which turned out real nice. Oh, I've had good. I've had the bourbon pecan pie. Well, Mikel's made one before for me, and it was really good. And so yeah, so my my Thanksgiving was magical. We had a great time with the nieces, and all the in laws. And were, uh, were they all just crazy about Rhett? They were crazy. It was the first time any of Natalie's siblings met him, and they loved him, ate him up, mm-hmm. and also cousin Eddie made an appearance. Oh, really? At, at our yeah, at our Thanksgiving. <laughs> So, so does that mean uh, I can release the, uh, we, the picture yeah, on Facebook? We have a picture that we should put on the uh, Delirious Dad's website and on our Facebook page. Uh, yeah, for sure. And so maybe if it gets a thousand, oh, I should have been thinking. I could have loaded it. I could have loaded it on the live stream if I would have mm. been thinking about it. But that's all right. Yeah, maybe we can uh, throw it up there at the end of the episode or something. Yeah, yeah. Golly, that's awesome. Yeah, Hunter. Uh, Hunter has a cousin Eddie that uh, will blow your socks off. Mm. Looks just like him. It's real nice, Clark. It's real, real nice. Real nice. <laughs> God, I gotta watch that movie now. It's a good one. Uh, not tonight, though. Tonight, all about the games, baby. That's right. <laughs> well, um, I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving. I'm sure Ryan had a good Thanksgiving. I think it was the one day or one night that he took off from working. So, good for him. Um, but yeah. So let's head on over to the news and uh, get you guys caught up on what's going on as we head into December. Let's do it. Leaks for Geeks! And the headlines right now, guys, are crazy. Lots of news going down the pike. On the Delirious Dad's Gaming Podcast. <laughs> a lot going on. Um, you know you know me, I'm always bringing like the controversial stuff. I don't know why. Um, nothing too controversial this time, though. No politics, really. Well, that's a lie. There is some politics in, in today's news. But nothing that's going to make anybody angry. Um, so first story that I wanted to start off with, since we're talking politics, is um, a U.S. congressman got busted for um, using some money he shouldn't have been using. Mm. And so we all enjoy hearing that. So we'll just break right into it. United States Congressman uh, pleaded guilty in a federal court Tuesday uh, for stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars in campaign funds. Among the illegal uses of those funds were plane tickets for his pet rabbits and video games on Steam. What? <laughs> yes. Apparently, this guy is a gamer. Um, and he is scene. Duncan D. Hunter, Republican out of California, 
was first questioned by investigators about how he managed to afford his family's lavish lifestyle. The San Diego Union Tribune reported that among the expenses in question were some $1,302 worth of Steam games. Wow. Hmm. Yep. Since that time, Hunter's wife, Margaret E. Hunter, was also implicated in the scandal. Uh, The U.S. Department of Justice adds some additional color to what the pair has now pled guilty to. Um, Some of the items were movie tickets, sneakers, uh, trivial, um, video games, Lego sets, Play-Doh, I mean, you name it. They were just having having fun, spending money. Um, According to the same press release, the maximum penalty in this case is five years in prison and a $250,000 fine. Or, roughly, 6,251 copies of Halo, the Master Chief Collection, which is the <laughs> top-selling game on Steam at the moment. Mm. Oh, man. That is a lot of money. 1300 You buy a lot of games on Steam for 1300 they oh got like the gosh. They got the $10 games, the $20 games. I mean... You know, it's so surprising to me that a politician would be doing something so sketchy. He had to be That's, buying it for kids, right? Yeah, well, that was a shot in the dark, or a shot at the politicians in our oh. <laughs> country, because it seems like yeah. they're always doing something sketchy. Oh, yeah, I watched some mafia documentary, or not documentaries, but some interviews, and uh, they had some interesting uh, tidbits about our government and politicians and mm. how the system's set up. Not that I approve the mafia, but uh, they just kind of basically said that the the government is doing the same and more than what the mob did. It's just they're not getting in trouble for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't get me wrong, guys. I still believe that we're under the best government in the world, but it does not mean that it's not corrupt. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, it doesn't mean that some people can uh, be above the law until they get caught. Mm-hmm. You know? And then um, even still, sometimes when they do get caught. <laughs> <laughs> True. <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, so name any names. I would I would suspect that if you're buying that much Steam games, he's a politician. So either he's not working and people are just sending him tons of money, um, and he had all this time to play. Or I gotta think it had to be for the kiddos too, right? Mm, probably. But man, like, okay, just think about this for a second. Like you said, that's a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. Two, think, of, think of how big that Steam library is. Like how you got to scroll through. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Where do you get the time to play $1,500 worth of games? Like, Ugh. It's got to be like Fortnite, right? There's got to be, I mean, Fortnite's not on Steam, obviously, but it's got to be a game like that, right, where they're just putting tons of money into one game, maybe? I guess. Ugh. I, yeah, I maybe really that. wish they would release what games they were. Just well, like even, Here's the thing, like even the special edition games usually don't run you more than $100. Like the special edition Maddens or the special edition Call of Duties, like they'll get up to maybe one twenty, but I don't think they've ever gone. I've never seen a game, unless it's like a comes with a collector's item or something too. Yeah. Um. But geez, man, like you said, there it seems to be like games are cheaper on PC on Steam, so he's just got to be racking up some games. <laughs> oh yeah, he's playing Farm Simulator. He's playing. <laughs> Whatever he's got he all the him. best equipment on Farm Simulator too. Yeah, that dude's got the biggest combine. He's blinging, baby, blinging. Well, uh, to get through more news that's uh, you know has created controversy in the in the past. <coughs> Excuse me. 
the maker of the popular video game League of Legends. Um, the lawsuit has been um, uh, finished. Um, we had talked about this earlier in the year. Um, Riot Games, of course, is who we're talking about. Um, they had had some issues, um, I believe it was back in August. Mm. Anyway, they uh, had the big employee walk out uh, over the company's treatment of women was uh, an issue with mm. um, how the males were being paid more than the females and then um, some other things like discrimination type stuff. Um, so the maker of the video game and the company themselves uh, is going to pay $10 million to female employees to settle a class action lawsuit. Um, and like I said, primarily gender discrimination. Um, the Los Angeles-based Riot Games will make payments to about a thousand current and former workers um, who have been with the company in the last five years. Uh, the case against Riot Games claimed women were passed over for promotions, paid less than men, and worked in bro culture, as they put it in quotes. By the way, this is by CBS. Um, the lawsuit also claimed that Riot Games' corporate culture led to sexual harassment and misconduct. Um, Riot Games violated California's equal pay discrimination and retaliation statutes. Uh, the lawsuit alleged, noting that about 80% of Riot's 2,500 staff members uh, are men. So there's that. Right, right. Uh, some of that I'm like, well, it's video games though. So I right, that's, that's what I was about like, to say. Like, I understand uh, you want fair opportunities, obviously, for both genders. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I get that. But at the same time, like, bro culture guys it's a video game development studio <laughs> yeah there's gonna be bro culture there and i mean it's just that's just that's like the same thing as uh i guarantee you this could have been argued at espn a couple years ago mm -hmm. there's got to been you know bro co culture around sports All and stuff like that for those reporters. so you know a lot of times we get in this uh like oh well, women aren't treated that you know and I, I forgot who i was listening to a podcast the other day but they're talking about and I could be the numbers are wrong here, but the main line is, is that statistically, really, women aren't getting paid less than men in America. In fact, I think it said that uh, they get paid eight percent more than most men uh, in the workplace. And so, um, you know, that sometimes we get we hear a story like this and we think, well, that's just that's just the way America is. And that's not true. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I think gaming right now is at a spot where sports broadcasting and stuff was, is kind of at the same time. Mm -hmm. You don't see a lot of women in that right now. That doesn't mean that they're not I mean, in you it. See, yeah. Right, you, right. you see a lot more, um, these days now, now I, I don't agree with if women are getting passed up for, for, for promotions and clearly all of the women in the studio are making less than every man. Obviously there's something a little wrong there. But you can't attack a place for bro culture. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, they, they did come out making a, a statement on that. Uh, they said that, um, that whenever they investigated it, gender discrimination, sexual harassment, and, retali and retaliation uh, were not systemic uh, issues at Riot. Um, so maybe there were some instances, but um, nothing that's widespread. Um, they also say that... Uh, probably jokes. Yeah, I think that's probably primarily where this whole thing blew up, I'm sure. Um, but they said also, uh, what we did learn, what we also learned during this process was 
some writers um, have had experiences that did not live up to our values or culture um, as much as we sometimes joke about ourselves still being a small indie company the reality is that the riot of today um, is different from the riot of 2006 and in some ways as our company grew our culture did did not keep up always keep up mm-hmm. so um, they're kind of blaming it on yeah we're kind of sticking to the old way of when it was just us guys right you know but well I've worked with guys before like in the restaurant industry back in the kitchen where you get into this bubble of joking and mm-hmm. it, you know if it's if somebody's walking by the the kitchen window and heard some of the stuff they're saying out of context, it'd be like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, probably you got a, a couple of that stuff in, you know, if people listened into us while we were gaming. Oh yeah. Online, yeah, yeah. We would be, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. people would be like, well, really? Like, is that really who that person is? Well, no, yeah, yeah. Really. I mean, so, you know, <clears throat> you, yeah. you just eat their own jokes and, and that's, you know, not to say that's appropriate all the time, but right. They definitely um, need to have respect knows? for women and yes, <coughs> and that kind of thing. Respect woman, respect woman. Um, yeah. So that's that's it for that. At least they settled it. They squashed it. Hopefully, the company can move on and make better yeah. decisions and have a brighter um, outlook. Because League of Legends is still a big game and, and killing it. So, I think the bottom line to all <laughs> a lot of these stories that you start to see about this and then race racist, mm-hmm. you know. I I truly do. I'm not saying that they're not out there. There are racist people. There are mm. sexist people, but I think majority of the time, what we see uh, is just people messing with butt heads. Not yeah. necessarily yeah. like like real yeah, racist. You're, get, you're, you're getting yeah. Yeah, you're getting just somebody who's a butt. You know, yeah. like uh, an an idiot who's just being stupid, and yeah. and so it blows up into this huge. Does thing. it necessarily represent the majority? No, uh, but sometimes we think that it does. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hit you for, with any more controversies or philosophical stuff or anything that we need to <laughs> maul about um, as we solve the world's problems here on Delirious Dad's Gaming. That's right. <laughs> um, now we're gonna actually talk about games and what's coming. Mm. Um, first one, uh, we all like westerns. We enjoyed Red Dead. Red Dead Online is uh, they're finally getting. More and more content out, and it's really making me want to get back into it. Um, as of December 13th's update, uh, Rockstar will be bringing a new role to the Frontier. Um, coming next week, you'll be able to choose a new specialist role. It's called Black Market Moonshiner. That's cool. Yeah. So according to Rockstar, the newest role is an, is an ideal fit for players progressing along the trader path. For anyone seeking to uh, seeking a property to call their own, if you decide to become a bootlegger, uh, you'll be able to unlock role-specific skills, perf- perfect the art of uh, distillation, uh, keep your business a secret from the authorities, and push your rivals off the market. The end goal? Well, of course, you want to get your own speakeasy. <laughs> yeah. So in order to uh, start on your path to become uh, an expert boot, booze peddler, uh, you'll need to reach rank 5 in the trader progression. At rank 5, you'll be introduced to Maggie Fike, an inf- infamous bootlegger with the connections and information you need to make 
that moonshine money. Mm. Uh, you'll also be able to buy a moonshine shack and start your own career by producing the spirit in the basement of the unassuming shack. So there you go. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I haven't been on there in a long time, though, and I'm scared to get back on there because Rockstar Games have this flow, you know, like mm-hmm. just like Call of Duty or any other thing. When it's new and everybody's on there, they're learning. But uh-huh. then I took this big break, and I feel like I'm going to get on there, and people are just going to destroy me. Yeah, they're going to be rich. They're going to have all the stuff, yes. all the guns, all the, yeah. Everything. And I'm going to um, have my repeater, the same one that I had when I started, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And we're going to be trying to fish and kill fish on those shores, and the people are mm-hmm. just going to just mow us up. So, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I don't know. I need to get on there and try it again, but I'm honestly kind of scared. Yeah, I don't blame you. I've been seeing the the PC players. Uh, they're playing the mods, you know? Mm. And it's like they play cougar or they'll play like a, a wolf mm. or, you know, stuff like that. Attack the attack the, the townsfolk. It's pretty right. funny. Pretty good little videos. That's hilarious. <laughs> I've seen a couple of those too. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I want to be like but, the big crocodiles or something. Like, let me oh, be yeah. A crocodile. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Or a horse. <laughs> why, why would you be a horse? I mean, I guess technically you already can be, like, because you can ride one. But I think it'd be funny just to be a I horse. I know why you want to be a horse. I know. Why is that? Why? You know. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Yeah, there you go. I think uh, the male listeners will get what I'm talking about. I was not thinking in that direction, but, oh, you know. Okay. <laughs> Well, if the shoe fits. Um, so other news with uh, demon-type games, if you like uh, RPG, um, Dungeon Crawler, we recently talked about Diablo 4. Um, Blizzard has came out, and uh, they're going to be making some changes, some tweaks to their game based on some of the feedback that they got from BlizzCon a couple weeks back. Um, lead system designer David Kim addressed some of the feedback, in regards to itemization in the game. Um, and they are going to be putting some new stats in. And uh, doing a replacement of ancient ancient items. Uh, for those of you who don't know in Diablo 3. Uh, ancient, ancient items are uh, basically items that you could get in the game. That were like stronger items of a, of a legendary item that you might find in the end game. And hmm. so it was like stronger. Like a stronger ultimate level of that item. And it was kind of something you would work towards your in-game build, like when you're building your your stats and stuff. Um, So they're going to be taking ancient items out of the game, and they're going to replace it with a consumable that lets you add legendary uh, affixes uh, to a non-legendary item. Mm. So I guess you'll be able to add specific stats to an item, which is kind of nice, a little crafting element to the game. Um. They're also going to do three new stats. Uh, they're called Angelic, Demonic, and Ancestral Power. Um, it's going to have certain bonuses. Did um, you say Ancestral? Yeah. Because it really sounded like you said Ancestral. And I was like, <laughs> that not need to be in there. <laughs> no, Ancestral uh, Power. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be a little little too dark for even Guys, for there Diablo. there is no power in Incest, okay? No, definitely you know not. right now. I mean, hey, we know, what is it, is it Britain, England, how they uh, mix <laughs> them the same, well, you know how they, they like marry a cousin or something, or, I didn't know that, you know, yeah, 
They do that in Arkansas too, I think. May, well, maybe they're not that close, but I'm just saying <laughs> it comes out in like the teeth and, and things like that. It's like a like a genealogy. Oh, uh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Some imperfections that they acquire because of um, mixing of the genes too close. Mm. You know that blood relation, not good. Right. Yep. I got you. So. Weird. Well, I don't know how we keep getting on these weird conversations tonight. Yeah, huh? I'm pulling you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> One more weird conversation. Blizzard, if anybody ever, ever watched this by chance from Blizzard, will you guys please start making some animated movies? Like, Oh, I know. You guys are so good at those little cutscenes. And here's the thing. You stand by and let World of Warcraft get slaughtered in a movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like like it the was terrible. Video, they could have just did a whole cinematic with uh, with the in-depth stuff that they have. Like like when your cut, game cutscenes are beaten out a movie that was produced for your... Like, come on, guys. Yeah, they could have produced their own. And it would have been better. Another rabbit trail. Been, yeah. Start making I've, movies. I've been thinking of that for years, man. For years. Their cinematic team is amazing. So, yeah, if you guys ever get a chance, just... Go check out the Blizzard cinematic stuff. Even if you're not a fan, like even if you don't know the lore of the games, their their cinematics is amazing. That's me. Like I really don't follow that stuff, but when I come over to your house to watch BlizzCon, it's like mm-hmm. the the movies that they're the little cut movies they have. Even for their card games, guys. Like <laughs> yeah, like, their card games. You guys are fun. putting so, Blizzard's putting so much effort into their cutscenes, and they just need a little push further just go ahead and make movies what are you doing yeah like yeah. could you imagine when we get to a point where games look like they're like their cgi mm, stuff i can't no that's we'll be crazy. old problem is we'll be old and have cataracts we won't be able to see well it. i mean i don't work i think we're closer than we think like some of the graphics in these games are are crazy even yeah. that new one with what's his name in it uh the Keanu, weird one Keanu reeves no, Cyberpunk looks really good too, but I'm yeah. talking about uh, Oh, Death Stranding. You're Death Stranding about looks Reedus? really pretty. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. crazy. Oh, it's really good. So. With the ladders and the I've, Have you seen some of the memes on that? No, but I I have, I'm just talking about the countryside is so pretty in that game. <coughs> oh, yeah. Even the detail of the characters, yeah, mm-hmm. it all looks good. Well, another game that looks good, it's an older game, but it looks good is the game Daisy. Mm-hmm. It has beautiful Beautiful landscape, beautiful graphics, of course. Uh, it's taken from Arma 2's engine because um, it was originally a mod of that. Well, last year they had released the official beta. And then it came out on Xbox and PlayStation. Um, now they have officially uh, released some DLC for it. Um, you can pay $14. This is on top of the price of the regular game. And you will get to experience the new map, Livonia. Which at 163 square kilometers is a bit smaller than Chinaris and may provide more frequent player encounters. But players and zombies aren't the only hazards you're going to find on this map. Hmm. Um, we're talking about bears, guys. That's what? right. Bears. So uh, bears. There, now, there will now be some bears roaming the countryside and uh, they will be adding it to the original map as well. Um so that that's coming out or has came out. You can buy that. Um, it's gonna have swamps, lakes, you know, rivers, all sorts of cool stuff that you can interact with in the game. Um, the writer does come up with one little thing that I wanted to just note here. He says he's a little worried about the brand new map coming out, 
in it fracturing the Daisy community a bit. Um, because you you played the game before, Hunter. You know that mm-hmm. it's the type of game, once you find your friends, you don't want to die. You know, you've spent right. a good 20, 30 minutes, maybe even an hour. Um, Trying to find each other. Yeah, and you find each other, and so it's like, you don't want to die. So That was um, the first running simulator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I did get on there the other day. Um, the graphics, and st- I mean, the stability seems better. Um, they did add some new things. It actually has menu music now. That's kind of nice. So they're making improvements, just really slow. But uh, I just like that there's a new map. Like I feel like yeah. I get on there just to see the new map. Yeah. So it's new. Um, a lot of the um, the structure of the buildings still very similar or, or pretty much the same as the old map. But the the new map is uh, definitely different looking, better. I think maybe with this, maybe they can do more since it's going to be more made of yeah. their own assets. I think a big step for them will be when they start making their environment a little more interactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to know why Bohemian um, hasn't put more money into their team. You know, they've really... I think they've added some developers, but it's still a pretty small team. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it's like, you should build it up and make it something. I think it... Right. You know... I agree. The biggest yeah, complaint think, about Daisy is the the slowness of the updates in the past. Yes. You know? Yeah, there's so much potential in that game. Like the idea of it's great, but the, it, if you just added a couple things into that game, it could be great. It could be, <laughs> it could a, be great a lot game. of fun. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see if they uh, get it right, but they are getting updates quicker and quicker, and this new map is a, is a good thing, I think, as far as mm-hmm. it's showing that they're they're working and building on things. So that's good. My last story of the night um, is a rumor that is looking true now. Of course, guys, um, I'm talking about Resident Evil. Um, There's been a lot of rumors going around on a new remake. Um, And we have some reports, some evidence, some hard evidence that got leaked. Um, Capcom. uh, Let's see. Yep. So... I mean, this is as recent as a day ago, so we're not even 24 hours since this has been leaked. Um, recent data mines of the PlayStation Network have discovered what appear to be official covers of uh, for the upcoming survival horror game. The covers reveal that Nemesis, the big bad from ri- the original game of 1999, Resident Evil 3, um, will be back in action as the remake's main antagonist, alongside lead characters Jill Valentine and Carlos Oliveira. I'm looking looking to uh, go into combat against the backdrop of Raccoon City. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the Sounds pictures... Good. we got to finish the second one first, dude. We do. But the pictures, just to let you guys know, the pictures look really good. I didn't upload any um, for this, um, but the... The picture of Nemesis looks amazing. They have some pictures of Jill and Carlos. Um, and it looks legit. It looks really good. And I'm excited. Super excited about it. Um, and so this is also something that's came alongside with... Um, it's you know It's been rumored to release in 2020. Um, and then another game that may... Released the same year, they're saying is a asymmetrical multiplayer spinoff called Project Resistance. 
So they're actually working on a multiplayer game. Um, but they are expecting that uh, Capcom should announce um, Resident Evil 3, the remake, by uh, next week mm. um, during the Game Awards show. Um, so. When is the PS5 coming out? When we talk about that, isn't that next year too? I think so. I think holiday of next year or maybe after. Yeah. So I want to know, like, how do you, as these game developers, start? Like, when do you start leaning into, okay, well, we need to start developing this for this next gen? Yeah, I've kind of thought about that. To me, the way they're starting to do the consoles and what they've talked about with the Xbox and what they've talked about with PlayStation on on both levels, it seems like they're doing it more kind of like the PC has done it, which Mm. is we can keep putting out games that will play across all platform for all consoles. It's just this is going to be the upgraded graphics. So I, I think, like with PC, you can always just adjust your graphics right there on the spot. So if you have a cruddy computer, mm-hmm. you can pick low settings. You get a high-end supercharged gaming PC, you can go a higher ultra settings, right? So it seems like, and I could be wrong, but it seems like they're going that route. It's just the consoles already have the settings built for that. Does that make sense? So like... Mm-hmm. If they make this remake and it's going to be geared towards PS5 and Xbox Scarlet, this could be, that would be like the ultra version and then they could just make a, you know, a medium version for the PS4. I gotcha. Yeah. I think that's, that seems to be the way they're doing it because it's kind of the same way they're doing already with PlayStation Pro and PlayStation regular. Well, obviously, uh, like a a Sony exclusive game is going to know when they should start working on the next gen because they're part of the company. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we're going to, we want to come out with God of War. Well, when PS3 was coming out, you know, I don't know if this timeline matches up, but what I'm trying to say is obviously Sony's not going to let them work on a game for PS4 when PS5 is right about to come out. Oh, yeah. say, guys, we need to push this to the next gen because it's about to come out. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if there's companies out there to develop games that aren't partnered with any, either of them and they're on both consoles that start making a game and then halfway through when yeah. Sony comes out and says, Hey, next year they're like crap, you know, yeah. like, like son on. of a week, John, we missed the boat. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to have doo doo graphics on that PlayStation five. Scrap it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how much goes into them hey, being able to Clinton, upscale their stuff. Yeah. Why does it got to be John? How come it can't be Lisa? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, here fine. we go. This is fine. the problem here there it is. in the gaming I'm, community. I went straight wow. to a guy. Gotcha. There you go. To go the bro culture. Mm-hmm. Terrible, man. Yeah, with our dad's podcast over here, we're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think that's probably the route they're taking. It seems to be working. Um, and I'm in favor of that because, personally, I may not get a PS5 the first year. I mean, wait. Um, yeah, especially I if I can almost a year at least. Yeah, especially if I can play my PS Pro, if I can play the same games on the Pro. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. We'll see what they do. We'll see how this strategy goes. But uh, I guarantee you, games like God of War will have remasters for the PlayStation Five. Same yeah, thing yeah. with Xbox; they'll have their own remasters. Well, that's the end of my news, guys. I don't have anything else. Hunter, I think I'm going to let you take over and do your tips and tricks. 
so that I can uh, rest my voice for a minute. In a world of Easter eggs and cheats, it's time for what they don't want you to know. Alright guys, today I'm bringing you some tips and tricks and I wanted to pull out of the bag uh, a Modern Warfare because, you know, it's a newer game. Everybody's on that wagon right now. Everybody I know has it. Almost everybody. Um, I don't currently have it. Usually how I do it is my cousin is a fanatic about Call of Duty and he gets it every time it comes out. So I let him play it for a couple weeks and then tell me if I should get it or not. Um, this one he's not a big fan of because he says a lot of people camp and he can't stand that. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, so it's a anyways. game that's perfect for uh, guys like me and you. And, well, well, I don't know if you're a camper, but we'll I see. I, I got some tips and tricks here that I'll tell you. And this okay. this covers the whole game. It does not just cover online. So there's a couple things about the campaign or whatever, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, so without further ado, let's jump right in here. Let's do it. Um, number one on the tip list it says, "Do not be afraid to change your difficulty." In Modern Warfare campaign. It comes with five difficulty modes, which each provide a completely new challenge. While Infinity Ward has set regular as the baseline, there are other options available to you or to you depending on your profici proficiency mm -hmm. with first-person shooters and experience with other entries in the series. Recruit has been... Uh, Retooled to be an even better entry point for those that are new to the genre, giving you an opportunity to experience the story without dying um, every other step. So basically, there's a lot more you can read on that, but mm -hmm. long story short, you know, don't feel like, uh, you know, you, you can't change your, your uh, difficulty, you know. Yeah. I remember uh, Call of Duty, the first... I think it was the first Modern Warfare. Mm -hmm. um, it was one. It was the first game I think that it started doing the red screen when you started getting shot up and the blood speckles mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. And I remember like uh, not. I I didn't switch my difficulty when I first started that game and going into it and just getting shot up mm -hmm. and killed in seconds. And I'm like, what is going on? Now, um, if I remember correctly, the old games. I don't know if they're doing it on the new one. If you did hardcore, it didn't do that, right? Hardcore was like, you just died when you got shot. Right. Like, like uh, um, on online hardcore on the older ones, it's like one shot kill almost on every gun. Uh -huh. Like, I yeah. mean, not technically, but it, by the time you're getting hit, you're going to be dead. It was basically. a more realistic approach. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember you didn't have your maps. You didn't have your yeah, radar, yeah, yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah, nothing to help you out, really. And from what I've seen on this new game is that the um, they said the campaign is more challenging than usual. And okay. so, uh, I know in some of the older Call of Duty campaigns, you could just run out and start gunning down people, and you were okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and that may be the case with what they said on the entry-level one, um, which is called Recruit. And so, uh, maybe if you do turn on that, you can just kind of run and gun and enjoy the story. But um, from what I've heard, the, the baseline that it starts you on is pretty challenging. And okay. you have to take cover. If you don't take cover and and time your attacks wisely then you you will go down so um that i've heard good things about the campaign 
uh, Aaron, my buddy, who plays also plays all the Call of Duty, said it was the best campaign he's played. Nice. Um, so if if you get on there, uh, it's it's good news that they they have a variety. You know, mm-hmm. uh, give yourself a challenge or walk through the story. Um, number two on our tips is move with caution. It's incredibly easy to die in modern warfare. Unlike other recent entries into the long-running series, Modern Warfare is grounded, excuse me, is a grounded experience that focuses on the power of the individual soldier. It means that you'll need to take in each scenario and work out the best way to weave through firing lines. Fight the temptation to sprint out in the open, like I said. Mm-hmm. Instead, you should attempt to push forward slowly, move between uh, cover, whatever cover you can find before taking a few shots and repeating the same process again and again. If you spend too long out of cover, out in the open, or taking aim at enemies, you will be punished for it. Okay. Um, I think, like Which I said... Which makes sense, I mean, yeah. you know, realistic. Well, that's war, warfare, yeah. You can't <laughs> just run out in the middle of warfare. Yeah. Uh, but you used to, in some of these older games, like I said, you could. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had some auto-aim, so you could just run out, guns blazing. I like that there's a more um, realistic uh, approach yeah. on this. I've heard Taking that the, arcade yeah. out of it. They, I've heard that there's such a more realistic feeling to the guns. I've heard mm-hmm. there's such a more realistic feeling to the combat. And I like that, you know. I think that... Um, I remember that's whenever I really kind of gravitated towards like the Rainbow Six games mm-hmm. at some point. And it, it, I think it was at that point where the, game, the Call of Duty games were more arcade. And Rainbow Six was very strategical. Right. You, know, you were taking cover. You could look out from things and, you know, repel. Yeah, you know, it reminds stuff. me of is Halo. <clears throat> like the Halo um, mm-hmm. campaign, you just mm-hmm. run and gun and jump and fly and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'd you just quick. bum rush. Yeah. Run, bum rush, bum rush, and you throw the grenades. And and so I, it's kind of cool to see that this is moving in a, in a direction of being more realistic. Yeah. Um, I mean, when it's a game about war, mm-hmm. I agree, you know. Mm-hmm. And taking cover, you know, you see it even in the, you know, not all of them depict what real war is, but in yeah. the soldier movies, you know, you see them tap on each other's shoulder and move up to the next cover point. They don't just run out in the middle of the jungle or anything. Yeah. So, if it's a thin red um, line, it's nothing but scopes. But yeah, uh, long movie. So, uh, find your favorite gun is point number three. This should come as no surprise, but Modern Warfare features a heck of a lot of guns. The campaign is a great place to try a huge variety of Modern Warfare guns. Before you get into a killing field of multiplayer, um, find which gun you like. While each of the missions will start you off with a predefined loadout, you will find that new weapons can be found across the map and in safe houses, as well as picked up off the bodies of conquered enemies and fallen comrades. Get your hands on as many of these as you can in the campaign, and you'll feel better prepared for what awaits you in multiplayer. So that's a that's good tip. Nice. I mean, obviously, test the waters when you don't mm-hmm. have all that heat on you, because, you know, those guys on multiplayer... Yeah, they're um, going to be quicker. ...can eat you alive. Yep, headshots. Um, and that brings us to number four, which is campaign experience will help online. That's good to know. The tactics that you learn in campaign will directly inform how you should play in multiplayer. The lessons that you learn here, from moving cautiously and using cover, to working with your squad mates to clear rooms, and the importance of checking corners, 
are great strategies to learn early on. Um, the campaign doesn't pit you against giant uh, armies or ridiculous waves of enemies. It's a smaller and more in intimate affair, a direct uh, parallel of the sh uh, sort of challenge you would should expect to encounter against real foes. The campaign is a great time, but you should also think of uh, it as a learning experience. So that's cool. I never mm -hmm. thought of any of the past Call of Duty campaigns as, like, anything close to online play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. it wasn't the same at all, and it, you don't even play in the same way. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I'm saying? Two different, so, completely different modes. Yeah. I, so I like cool. what I like what you said about even in multiplayer, like, you'll learn to go in as a squad and clear out rooms. That's interesting to me because I don't remember. I remember working as a team with your buddies, but it wasn't like, not that way. I don't know. It sounds like it's right. more strategical. So, Well, and in the past ones in the campaign, there were just ridiculous waves of people. Mm -hmm. Like you'd be in a compound and all of a sudden there's 30 to 60 people coming at you and you're like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. You know, how did, why do they have this many people? But it sounds like this is more strategic towards, you know warfare and and going in at small small end of waves of enemies and stuff like that and that's cool i like yeah. that um you know i think uh also another good point i made in there is checking corners because i've heard there's a lot of cubbies and corners to hide in on online this year or in this new game so they're um, kind of welcoming the campers yes they are well uh, i mean and you know My people can get mad about that but it, like, if you're going back to a realistic uh, <laughs> approach of war, you're going to be yeah, bunkered be down somewhere. Yeah. yeah. That so. was always what I laughed about. Like, I played it like I would in real life. Like, I'm not just going to stand up and just machine. Mm -hmm. This isn't Scarface, you know? Right. Which brings us to our next point. To camp or not to camp, five, number five says, yes, do not be afraid to camp. Okay. Maps in the single player and multiplayer of Modern Warfare have been designed to be more intimate affairs than those typically seen in other Call of Duty games. Okay. That means that camping is something of a legitimate strategy, especially as you can now click in the right stick while near cover to mount your weapon. Oh, okay. Like on this improves Yeah, this improves stability and lessen or lessens the impact of recoil giving you a stable uh, center, or a, sta a stable center, uh, yeah, to hold down uh, positions and suppress enemies around objects and key points of interest. Super cool. You can mount yeah. your gun and have a uh, steadier shot. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's good. Um, and so, you know, <laughs> that's what, like you said, people always get mad at a camper. Well, I feel like this is, you know, it's not necessarily just rewarding you for staying in one spot, but it's mm -hmm. realistic if you have a spot that you're bunkered down in and you're placing your gun on top of something. Mm -hmm. You're going like to be a better be, shot. Sounds like there may be some risk to that. Like maybe, yeah. uh, you know, if they get up on you, you're going to have a hard time getting your gun back in time to defend yourself maybe. Well, here's the thing too is if you've gotten killed by the same guy in the same spot three times and it shows it on the kill cam. Yeah, it's time to move. You're going to pop a grenade in that corner after <laughs> yeah. a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah. just part of the strategy. So, I mean, if 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 Stacy... <laughs> I huh? like how you huh? did that, yeah. If Stacy wants to camp this corner all game and she's just getting headshot after headshot, well, my team's probably going to tell me, hey, stay away from that corner or throw throw something in there to kill Stacy. Yeah. And so that, that just needs to be a part of your... 
uh, you know, you can say all you want. Don't get mad. I'd probably get mad too if some if Stacy yeah. was camping me. But I think it's cool that um they're kind of switching the gameplay up in this one and yeah, Stacy's got think, a gun. Do 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 do. I mean, I know that everybody run. What is the girl's name in that in the song? Jenny. Oh, that's no. right. Is it Jenny's got Jenny's got. Uh, I thought it was Jenny or Jamie. Jamie's got. I don't, I don't know. remember. We'll have to look it up now. Yeah. It's by Aerosmith. That's all I know. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got. Uh, let's see, a couple more. Okay. And by a couple more, I mean quite a few. So I need to get this going. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> we'll just go through a couple fast. Okay. That's fine. You can now reload while you're aiming, and you should. That's what it says. Keeping a close eye on the position and movement of enemies is more important than ever before. In campaign, you'll need to watch your blind spots. The AI will use them to their advantage, and there's doubtly true, er, and that's doubly true for multiplayer. So, you you can now, I guess, reload while looking down sight, which is very cool. Cause yeah, that's nice. It was this whole whole ordeal, and the other games were basically like animation, and I got killed all the time reloading in the old ones. Yeah. So, um, reload while you're aiming. Do it as much as you can. Um, use doors to your advantage. Honestly, the amount of enemies, be they real or AI, that sprint blindly through doors is almost funny. Thanks to the increase of interior environments uh, this time around, there will now be plenty of opportunities to use doors to your tactical advantage. Sprinting into a door will cause you to kick it open. It'll make a loud noise, but it could give you the element of surprise. Opening a door while aiming down sights will actually give you a small window to peek through the door and get a grenade into adjacent space. Okay. While there's always the option of simply camping a door or shooting directly mm -hmm. through them to take advantage um, of less careful foes. So, yeah. All the old Call of Duty's people just sprint through doorways. So I yeah. can imagine... I don't if remember doors being shut though in the old multi multiplayer. No, no, no. There's, no, I don't think in multiplayer there was shut doors. It was all just open archways and so that's stuff. Good. So, so it that's sounds cool. like they're taking ideas from Rainbow Six. They're taking ideas mm -hmm. from like Daisy, where you have to open and shut doors or mm -hmm. bust through doors, that kind of thing. Very cool. I like that. I'm just gonna grenade all my doors down. <laughs> Next one says, keep an eye out for alternate paths. I was really bad about this, and my cousin kind of taught me a lesson on. A, like it part of your strategy is mapping out the way you want to go on your map and keeping to your flow because mm -hmm. um if you have it down then you you know where to aim and mm -hmm. and look around corners and stuff so flanking has always been a key tactic of call of duty and that especially true in modern warfare infinity ward has given uh movement and mantling a bit of a refresh here in modern warfare giving you a little more scope to use uh, the environments to your advantage. <clears throat> in both the campaign and multiplayer, you should keep a close eye out for alternate paths through the levels and opportunities to mantle up and uh, and over cover to keep new firing positions. So move around, look for new places to go. Okay. Um, it says experiment with your aim assist settings. Move those around and get comfortable with what you like on your aim assists. Um, use gunsmith uh, responsibility. Um, the loadout system in Modern Warfare is a complex beast. 
Weapons have individual levels, and it won't be long before the game is flooding you with a wide variety of attachments, such as scope stocks, attach, attachments, perks, and more. Because the variety being offered here, it is really easy to completely mess up the performance and capability of an otherwise decent weapon. Mm. Each attachment has its positive and negative, so you will be need to be careful and consider your options before running with the system. So... This stuff has always bothered me in the last games. It'll probably bother me in this one if I got it. And it's just like uh, any other RPG that gets me anxious. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm using the right things. And if I'm, you know, got my gun to the best ability. Um, it's almost like in uh, Borderlands and when I'm like, should I drop this gun or save it? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with Call of Duty. It's like, should I use this perk or the other perk? Or should I use this scope or should I use this scope? You know, mm-hmm. like which one's better? And I spend way so much time on that that it's it it's almost enjoyable for me. Sometimes I'm like, just give me a loadout. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. Yeah. So that you can be be careful with that. Um, Spec Ops is a great way to unlock gear fast. So Spec Ops, all, uh, obviously, and all the the recent ones, and including this one, is colossal challenges mm-hmm. um, that you require you to work together with teammates, and you unlock things through those missions. Um, you can edit your loadouts in mid-game in this game. Oh, so okay. if you're struggling to make a dent in the multiplayer, um, it's worth remembering that you can now edit your loadouts while in the middle of a game. So you can switch your guns and stuff mid-game. Uh-huh. That's pretty good. Create, it says, and then the last one that I have here, it says create classes, not loadouts. Given the wide variety of different maps, modes, and game types available in Modern Warfare, <clears throat> and the fact that you can edit your loadouts on the fly, you should consider building different dedicated classes rather than a mess of slightly alternate takes of your favorite loadouts. <clears throat> this is particularly useful when jumping between modes like Ground War, which requires a keen focus on anti-air weapons and mid- to long-range distance guns, and modes like Realism or 20-man TDM, which are more intimate affairs. Mm-hmm. So create you some classes, not just loadouts. I like that. Yeah. All these improvements you're talking about are really kind of get me pumped about the game. Mm-hmm. Like, now I feel like we may have a dilemma after Christmas season. It's like, do we get Borderlands 3 and play it, or do we play Call of Duty Modern Warfare? I mean, I don't know. We didn't even finish I mean? Borderlands 2, so... I know, I know. Well, We've got to get on maybe, these games. Well, maybe that means we lean towards Call of Duty. Yeah. I'd lean, in, <laughs> I'd lean into that steer. All right. Well, well and I like I like that it's cross platform too. Yeah. So that's crazy. I didn't know that. So yeah, looks like a really cool game. I've heard mixed reviews, but I've heard more good things about it than I have bad. Yeah. Um, Same here. Camping <clears throat> is about the only thing people don't like about it. Uh, but I've also heard, you know, my friend Aaron is ridiculously good at this game, and. He says that the skill-based matching is good on this game and that he plays people that are in his skill boat all the time. And I can't even imagine that game. I don't even want to look at it. So, Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, I think I saw Johnny put up a post. He's going to a... They're doing a Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare tournament in Sand Springs hmm. here pretty soon that he's going to be going to. That'll so be awesome. That, that'd be cool. I mean, I'm not going to be in it because I'm not any good, but... Uh, for anybody in the Oklahoma area, check that out. For sure. One other well, complaint. One other complaint. Sorry to cut you off, but 
Another complaint I had seen some guys on a dad group talking uh, about Call of Duty was the, um, I guess there's a issue, maybe not necessarily an issue, but a scope shine. This guy was talking about <clears throat> on snipers in the game, they've put like a shine on the scope. And he said, it doesn't matter where I'm at. He said, I can be in a dark room and that scope is still freaking showing light bounce off of it. He said, so it's kind of helping people find out where snipers are. Right. Because the shine on the scope, but I don't know it could be a glitch. Maybe they'll fix it. They're <laughs> trying to be so realistic that they're unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Like, I, I do like the idea of a, a scope flare, but it needs to be when there's light hitting it. You're right. Right, right. Uh, but I didn't do any, like, looking up to see if there's any uh, validity to what the guy's saying. He could just be griping to gripe, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of well, like... I think they'd have a way to go back in there and patch that to where there either needs to be... They need to be outside for that to work, or mm-hmm. somebody's got to have their flashlight on near them. Yeah, something. I'm almost yeah. wondering if maybe people need to be reporting that to Activision Blizzard so they can fix it. They may mm-hmm. not know about it if you don't tell them. So... Very cool. Well, that's all I got for my tips and tricks this week, my man. Well, we appreciate it. Now I want to go play Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. Thanks for that, Hunter. (laughs) You're welcome. Just adding to the money you have to spend. Well, sometimes you can get things free. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where we're headed. Freebie Farm, guys. Coming up next. Come on down to Freebie Farm. All games are free, half off, and 70% off the price of free. Games may include microtransactions, time gating, and in-game ads before, during, and after gameplay. No refunds will be permitted for child purchases. And when I said I needed free, I was serious, guys. (laughs) Not getting any new games for Christmas unless you guys get me a gift card or something, which is okay. Since we're here at the beginning of December, we're going to hit up the games that are coming free this month. Um, I didn't look up quite as much as Ryan does because I feel like he he definitely hits up a lot. Um, I'm going to primarily hit Xbox One, PlayStation, uh, and then I found some Epic Game, Epic Game Store, free game, and then Twitch has some free stuff. So we'll run over that real quick. Um, First off with Twitch Prime. If you're paying the subscription, you have Twitch Prime. Um, you can get these uh, free games uh, in December. Um, first one is Sherlock Holmes: The Devil's Daughter. Um, this mm. is a classic Sherlock Holmes adventure. You're gonna work your way through the darkest corners of London, poking and prodding to unravel the mysteries while using the detective's powers of deduction to reveal the story. Um, this game is a fantastic detective adventure by Frogwares that boasts a rich story and brilliant gameplay. Even more thrilling now is that it's free on Twitch Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, the second game they have listed here is Hover. It's a futuristic action parkour game uh, with some seriously in-your-face cyberpunk-styled visuals, fast-paced gameplay, and even cross-platform multiplayer. Um, there are 10 playable characters to dash about the world with a, with, um, with plenty of tricks, combos, and special moves to pull off. Um, so there you go. That might be a fun little, um, multiplayer game to play. 
Um, the next one on the list is when when ski lifts go wrong. Um, this game, uh, you might uh, have gathered by the name, uh, is a hilarious physics and construction simulation. Uh, playing this one, you'll be spending helpless. You'll be spending time um, with helpless skiers, snowboarders, and snowmobiles. Um, you'll be sending them across a dangerous, dangerous courses um, quite often. To their unfortunate demise. So if you like those kind of games, that might be the game for you. Um, another one they have listed. And that was, I'm sorry, that was free where? On uh, Twitch Prime. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some of their free games coming out. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, in the future, we also have Hue. Uh, Hue is an award-winning indie puzzle platformer game. Um, throws you into a world where you can uh, progress through obstacles, puzzles, uh, by simply changing background color uh, of the world around you. When obstacles uh, match the color of the background, they disappear. So, um, kind of a neat spin on artwork and that kind of thing. Um, there's also Toe Jam and Earl Back in the Groove. This is a classically a retro fun uh, game with awesome team that are Toe Jam and Earl. This is a funky, fresh, roguelike adventure uh, infused with old-school hip-hop and jam-packed with awesome throwbacks to the 1991 classic. Uh, four-hour... It has four-hour... Sorry. Not four-hour. Four-player co-op. Um, so you can play with your buddies, play online, that kind of fun. Uh, and then last on their list is see if these loot uh, alongside mm. these games... Uh, you'll also be getting uh, other in-game loot items uh, this month. That includes exclusive content for the Fantastic Sea of Thieves in the form of ex exclusive ship li li livery? Library? Hmm. I think it's library. Uh, a purple monkey and three emotes. So, you can get that this month. Um, as well as these free games, Twitch Prime subscribers also get access Two free in-game items this month, including items for League of Legends, Team Flight Tactics, um, Magic the Gathering, and more. So, nice. I need to link my Amazon account with that, because I think I yeah, should be me getting too. these. Uh, sea of Thieves, I've heard pretty good things about, like in multiplayer, know. it's just, for, it's fun. Yeah, it's something that I'd be willing to try and play. Well, yeah, like, for free, me and you mm -hmm. and Ryan could work around on that. So we'll have to check that out. Well, I don't think the game's free. I think just the items you get in it is free. Oh, uh, okay. I but gotcha. I, I don't think it's very much. No. I don't yeah, think it's I a think real expensive right. game. I think it's probably dropped in price. On uh, Epic Games, Raymond Legends is free right now. Is it? Till yeah, December right. 6th, it looks like? Epic Games launcher. Yep. Yeah. So Rayman. Yeah, Rayman. Legends. Legends. Okay. If you guys don't know what that is, that's a, that's a <coughs> PlayStation old playstation game oh yeah so they're bringing that Rayman. he's also i mean in, the, uh, the Rayman legends is new but rayman yeah. himself is old rayman's in uh brawlhalla now really he's a character in brawlhalla they That's also cool. released some wwe wrestlers on there for brawlhalla that you can That's play hilarious. yeah another game you can get free on the epic game store is jotun i think is how you say it it's a hand-drawn action exploration game set in the Norse in North Norse mythology. 
Uh, you play as Thora, a Viking warrior who died an inglorious death and must prove herself to the gods to enter Valhalla. Yeah. Uh, so impress the gods. Yeah. So sorry about the. Uh, if you are listening to the podcast, you missed out on the Raymond, but you'll be able to check that Valhalla one out. So yeah. Joe Joe Jotun 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 Jotam. So, yeah, so check that the, out. The I'm Raymond Legends is only till December 6th, and then the, the Jotun is uh, December 5th to December 12th. Yeah, so there's more time on that. So That's good. So you'll have a little time for the for your Viking warrior uh, fantasy, guys. Mm-hmm. I like me some <coughs> Norse mythology. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to kick it from Epic Games and Twitch over to our boys in green, the Xbox. Uh, Xbox Live Gold subscribers um, and Xbox Game uh, Pass Ultimate subscribers are going to get access to four free games in December as part of those subscriptions, including uh, Dinosaur Theme Park Sim uh, Jurassic World Evolution, the video game adaptation of Toy Story 3, and you're going to get the Xbox 360 port of Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate, originally released for Nintendo 3DS. Um, for the full month of December, um, Microsoft's Xbox Games with Gold program will also offer Insane Robots. Uh, that's a cartoonish card battler um, featuring one-on-one battles. Um, so for Insane Robots... That's at a $20 value. That's going to go free from December 1st to December 31st. That's on the Xbox One. Jurassic World is going to be available from December 16th to January 15th. Um, and then Toy Story um, 3 will be from December 1st to December 15th on the Xbox One and the 360. Castlevania, Lord of Shadows game, December 16th. To the 31st on Xbox One and 360. Hmm. So, um, yeah, not bad. Not a bad list, you know. So, I could probably get into a couple of those games, maybe. Could probably play a little Jurassic World just to mess around. I always kind of like those builder-type games like that, sim builders. Right. Yeah, not a bad list for Xbox. Let's see what PlayStation has here. I got um, it for you, bro, unless you want to look it up. Oh, I have it pulled up, but you can go ahead and take it away if you'd like. I don't... If you've already got it pulled up. Heck yeah, so... Um, right now... PlayStation Plus members can get Titanfall 2 mm-hmm. Standard Edition for free. Okay. And Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game. Oh, okay. Both of those are free um, with PlayStation Plus, obviously. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, subtotal together, those would be uh, the price of a $60 game together, and you get it for free. Yeah. That's not a bad deal. No, I'm going to check those out. I, I used to love the Supercross games or, like, ATV off-roads. Mm-hmm. I love those games when I was growing up. So. so is that what this is based off of, Monster Energy? I don't, I don't so, know. So is it Monster Energy like it's Monster the Energy Drinks? Like, yeah. Uh, okay. 
I didn't know if it was going to be like monster themed or if it was the. No, no, no. no. This is just, yeah, this is like motocross. Okay. Um, I get it. So they're like branding it. Supercross. It's a racing, yeah, it's a racing uh, motor or dirt bike game. Oh, okay. Hey, not too long back, I saw a little rumor article type deal that was saying Tony Hawk is um, trying to get into the works of making another skateboard game. Wow. He better do, if he comes back with that, he's going to make a. He's gonna make a heck of a game because he, he kind of diluted that market, like, because mm-hmm. um, they were releasing them almost every was it every year. Or, I know they produced a lot of them pretty quickly. Um, where they weren't as like innovative as they once were. Right. Yeah. And so they just kind of like is almost I don't know how to explain it, but it was. It was too saturated. Like, they mm-hmm. did too much and too much of the same stuff. And then they, they tried to just make their games longer. And it just got to <laughs> where it was like, I'm not buying the new Tony Hawk. That that yeah. game was really cool when it first came out. I mm-hmm. mean, like, the first couple ones. And I loved, like, American Wasteland and stuff. But mm-hmm. as they got after that point, they were just kind of, like, too much. Yeah. I think more open world, like, just let you run around with your buddies and skate and do different stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you came cool. out. Then they came out with Skate, which yeah, I remember was that like uh, the camera was behind the guy's skateboard. Basically, it was really like, and then your tricks had to do with the way you flicked the joystick, and it was pretty legit. Like, yeah, it made you feel a little bit more like you were controlling a skateboard. But um, okay, well, how about this? A Tony Hawk VR game. Like that would a, be cool. Like a skateboard and VR type game. Dude, I think that would that would make me sick. But, um, I don't know I, how they pull it off. You'd almost have to buy a like a pad, like a skateboard pad. Right. And I I don't know how they pull it off. But well, they used to have something like that for the Wii, didn't they? they had, like, yeah, I a think Wii they board, did. You and you like would lean and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you, had, you could you could get away with doing that again, and then having a VR set. But can you imagine like on some of those old Tony Hawk's games, you got big air. Can you imagine in VR getting big air? Oh yeah. And then well, coming I mean, down hot. And my stuff. my only thing would be you'd be sweating like a pig, so it'd just get super foggy in yeah. your lenses. So I don't know how they would combat that. That'd be a cool you idea. Actually, though. have to do like a kickflip to do a kickflip yeah. in that game. That'd be sweet. I mean, I wouldn't hardly be able to do it. I'd probably break an ankle. No. But yeah, it'd be sweet. Hey, the last thing on that PlayStation list, um, is which is why I mentioned the PSVR. Um, PSVR owners are also going to get access to, um, they're going to get a limited free trial and double XP week for Firewall Zero Hour for the PlayStation VR. Um, Let's see. (laughs) Doesn't say what the date is on it, though. Just mentions it here on on the list. So, if you're PSVR user, check it out. See what you find. Anyway, pretty good list. Wasn't anything like super amazing to me this month, but I'm sure they're not wanting to put out anything too good because it's December. Right. So they want people to buy the new games. <laughs> I do want to trade Titanfall. I've never tried Titanfall. Right, yeah, Titanfall you know. would be a good one to uh, to play and, and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah. So that's it on the free uh, games of the month. Freebie and 
I think we are at the finale of the show, guys. Um, went through a lot of news, a lot of fun, a lot of tips. Hunter, it was good to have you back, my friend. Um, hopefully next week we'll have Ryan back. At mm-hmm. the end of the month, we are going to have um, a game developer that we have been in contact with. He's going to come on our show. And we're going to talk about his first game that he just released, Ducks in Space. It's a $10 um, game on Steam. It's a 2D platformer. Um, Pretty fun, you know, if you like arcade games and kind of that retro feel. um, This game's definitely a fun little one to play. Me and Ryan tried it out at MiracleCon 2019 and had some fun with it. But he'll be coming on. We'll talk about it more um, when he comes on. And then, of course, we want to play it for you guys, too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we're going to end up getting it and playing it. So is there any, anything else that you got, Hunter, that you wanted to mention before we I sign off? I don't think so. Look out for uh, Cousin Eddie on the, on the Facebook page. Um, get a good laugh there. Uh, yeah, and then, for sure. Yeah, I do want to end with that. <laughs> and it's kind of a funny little thing that happened today. Uh, me and Natalie got a uh, Alexa Dot for really cheap. Mm-hmm. And uh, on um, on Prime or uh, whatever Amazon, and so anyways, I was just messing around with it today, and I really like this Alexa, especially ours, because I want to tell you why. I was asking a bunch of weird questions, and I said, Alexa, I said, what was the score of Bedlam? You know, and we all know the Pokes got whipped pretty good this year. Oh yeah. Um, but Alexa, being my friend and knowing who she's talking to, says. I found this on the web. She says, in 2011, the Oklahoma State Cowboys beat OU 44 to 10. <laughs> and I was like, that's why I love you. You brought up the one year that I want to hear about. The oh, one year. That shows so, you they know. They've been going through your files, bro. Yeah. And those OU fans out there right now that are giving me flack on Facebook, listen, you don't got to give me flack. I know where OSU stands. Mike Gundy is, what, I think 2 and 13 against the yeah. Sooners. So, uh, I know where we stand. Um, and so, until we make some changes, you know, I could go into sports talk, but that's not what this is about. So, right. Kind of the gen- the general gist that I'm getting is people are finally a little bit fed up with the lukewarm coaching, maybe. Yeah. On, on that end. Well, we've gotten and, to a point where we're complacent with it. And all these OSU fans, you get the same thing. You're like, we got it. You know, you are getting ticked mm-hmm. off about the coaching. They're like, but we were better than we used to be. We're better. We're better than in the 1990s. We used to. And I'm like, come on now, really? Yeah, but every team so, should be striving for that national championship. Yeah, the next step, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so, anyways, I I you need to think about starting a sports talk uh, podcast in the future because I yeah. can go on about some of that stuff. I mean, I could talk to you for hours. About I'd be more behind stuff. on it. I have to pay more attention to what's going yeah. on. But yeah, that'd be anyways. fun. I think it's time. All that, all that to be said is, I, I love my Alexa. She knows what to say to me. Hey, and, and speaking uh, of that, guys, he got a mad. He got mad in two, 2020. Yes. So yeah. he's wanting. So to get, he's wanting to get schooled on that. I'm just waiting for Clint to get it so I can beat him up. <laughs> hey, just so. don't be ripping any helmets off anybody. Okay. Swinging them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't play with the Browns. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, well, guys, if you enjoyed the show, we hope you did. Uh, if you enjoyed it and you want to support us, you can check us out on our Patreon page, um, patreon.com, uh, at Delirious Dads Gaming. 
Um, Patreon we'll be... forward slash buy Clinton some Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pay the bills, guys. Come on. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we will be back next week. Same time, same place. And with that said, stay delirious. Stay dadding. And stay gaming. This has been a Delirious Dads production. For more information about the show, visit our website at www.deliriousdadsgaming.com. You can also find us on facebook.com slash deliriousdadsgaming, twitch.tv, and YouTube. Make sure you like and share our pages to help us grow the channel. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please leave a rating and review if you enjoy the show. Thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you next time.